In this week's episode, we unlock a millennia-old wisdom to find a modern solution to life's problems. Bringing hope and healing. It's your source for personal growth, mental health, and interesting ideas. Thoughtful Mind with Svee. Here's your host, Svee Hilsenrath. And welcome back to Thoughtful Mind with Svee. I'm your host, Svee Hilsenrath. Before we get started, I do want to remind everyone that I am posting daily content on Instagram via handle Thoughtful Mind with Tzvi. Thank you to my sister Tamima for running that for me. Today we're going to be talking about ideas found in REBT. REBT stands for Rational Emotive Behavioral Therapy. We're going to look at and try to answer the question of why we act the way we do when faced with the daily situations. We're going to try to answer the question today of why different people react differently to various triggers in their life. For example, why are some people afraid of public speaking and some are not? Why do some people, when confronted, tend to shut down, and some people, when confronted, tend to explode? Why do some people, when confronted, have no problem at all? Why do some things make some people nervous and others are totally fine? Why do some people get down and others not? This question, why do some people have strong emotional reactions, and other people don't, was answered by a man named Albert Ellis. Albert Ellis was the founder and creator of Rational Emotive Behavioral Therapy. Originally, it was Rational Therapy, and then Rational Emotive Therapy, and then Rational Emotive Behavioral Therapy, as he developed his ideas. And eventually, REBT, Rational Emotive Behavioral Therapy, transformed into CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, which is one of the most popular forms of therapy in use today. So, Albert Ellis was inspired by a quote that is thousands of years old from the Roman Greek Stoic philosopher Epictetus. Epictetus said, and this is in chapter 5 in his Encridian, it is not events that disturb people, it is their judgments concerning them. Meaning, it's not what happens to us that matters, it's our thoughts about what happens to us that matters. So we tend to think that A happens, a something happens, an event, and then C there are consequences. And so we tend to think that an event happens and there are emotional consequences. Somebody cuts me off on the highway, I get angry. Somebody confronts me, I shut down. But there's actually something in between. There is a thought process that happens that influences our emotional and behavioral reactions. And Albert Ellis called these thoughts demands. We've touched upon this in the past. Demands are fixed, hard thinking rules that we create for the world, things that need to happen. And when those rules are broken, we have strong emotional reactions. The opposite of demands is not nothing. The opposite of demand is desire. Something I want to happen, it would be nice if it happens. I'll have a positive emotional reaction if it does happen. But if it doesn't happen, I might have a negative emotion reaction, but it won't be an overwhelmingly strong negative emotional reaction. For example, if I have an employee and I'm waiting for them to finish a project, and my rule is they must finish on time and they are late, a few things might happen. I might get angry. I might yell. I might send many, many emails. All of this serves to be a negative influence in my life. The anger, the irritability, the frustration, all of that impacts me negatively, often more than it impacts the employee where my anger is directed. 
If I am not so fixed in my thinking, if I do not have a rule that the employee must complete their project in time, and rather my rule is, I want them to, but the reality is, is that people are human. Humans often disappoint us. And this is probably one of those occasions. I might be upset. I might be annoyed, but I'm not going to behave irrationally and extremely. This will make it much more likely that I address whatever the actual problem is in a calm, rational, helpful manner, rather than an irrational, emotional, unhelpful manner. The example I often give my clients is, imagine if gravity stopped working. If gravity stopped working, I would have a very strong emotional reaction. One of my rules is that gravity must work. It's really important. If it stops working, and I get so scared that I cannot act, I'm not going to be able to address the thing that I'm trying to avoid. In other words, gravity not working. If I am cautious, if I am aware, I am much more likely to take rational action and address the actual problem, what's stopping gravity. And so what Albert Ellis says is, these demands, these fixed rules, happen between the event, the thing that happens in my life, and my emotional, irrational reaction to that event. There's a split second, a millisecond, barely even measurable, when my brain realizes the rule I have about life is broken and goes into an unhelpful, strong emotional reaction. It's important to realize that we cannot help but form these rules. Forming rules is a natural part of life. We do it unconsciously. We don't notice that we do it. Now, there was a lot of pushback at the time and and still today on this idea within the therapy world, because it doesn't take into account some of the effects of trauma, because for those that believe that depression is a chemical imbalance, and it is debatable, new evidence has come up that it might not be, it does not necessarily take into account the chemical imbalance. It threw out most of what Sigmund Freud or Carl Jung put forward, the work they had done in the past. And so Albert Ellis was considered, in his time, a rather controversial but trailblazing figure. Of course, he was prophetic in a sense that his work led to, again, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, the most popular form of therapy that is in use. But this technique is not without its detractors. Now, I'm not going to go into the whole RABT system because they have a system for identifying and challenging and breaking these rules. But the main point that I want to bring forward today in this podcast is an awareness that we all do this. And so the next time you have a strong emotional reaction to something, in the moment, it's going to be hard to realize what's happening because once we have a strong emotional reaction, it's often too late. Our logical brain goes offline and the emotional brain takes over. We stop using the prefrontal cortex and go with the limbic system. But afterward, ask yourself, what was happening? It wasn't the event. Not everybody that is faced with the same event that I was is going to react in the way that I did. And so ask yourself, why did I react this way? What rule of mine was being broken? Once you've identified the rule, the demand, the fixed thinking, and here's a cheat sheet, anything that includes must, should, or have to is usually a demand. And we can have demands in three areas of our life. We can have demands about ourselves. We can have demands about other people. We can have demands about the world. For example, I must be on time. Many people, if they're not on time, get very, very anxious. Their rule is, I must be on time. Someone is rude to me. My rule is, everyone should be polite and nice. Someone is rude to me. 
I have a strong emotional reaction. I get angry or I shut down. I get depressed. That is my rule being broken. Election season is coming up. My political party doesn't win. I get upset. My rule is my political party must win. My political party has to win. The reality is, is that sometimes political parties will win and sometimes they won't. Sometimes people will be nice and sometimes they won't. Sometimes you'll be on time and sometimes you won't. That doesn't mean you should give up and not have desires. I want to be on time. It would be nice if everyone was nice and polite. It would be pleasing to me if my political party wins. And if these things don't happen, there's nothing wrong with being a little sad, being a little worried. Not all negative emotions are unhelpful. It is the extremes that we want to avoid by identifying and breaking our rules. So the next time you have a strong emotional reaction, ask yourself after the fact, what rule was broken? And can I make that go from a demand to a desire? Start to notice your emotional reactions, break your own rules, and until next time, go out, believe in yourself. Mm-hmm.